What's better than this? A couple of guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I am your co-host, Kyle Krabs, and I'm sitting here with Chris Schubert, no Joe Marino, who continues to slack off and not do his work, which is a tragic, tragic turn of events, uh, but he is on vacation, so we don't want to give him too hard for time. Uh, but welcome to Drafted Dudes. Uh, we have a fun idea today on the show, but before we get there, Chris, howdy. Thanks for hopping on. I know it's early. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. Um, you had a nice little trip to Miami that we were talking about in the pre-show. And I will tell you this. It's always interesting when you are hosting the show because I never know what kind of intro I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're, gr- you're not doing the grumbly. You, you, you kind of mixed it no. early in the week. But the grumbly, that's Joe's brand. So I never know what kind of intro I'm going to get with you. But, uh, but very well done. A plus. Well, and I kind of slow played you when you hit record, too. Is you did. I made you, did. you made a, you wait yeah, to really for yeah. that that sense of uh, suspense. Uh, so, you know, I'm glad I we got to sleep in a little bit, right? Like we've recorded podcasts earlier than when we're recording Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think we're we're all bright eyed and bushy tailed and, and renewed after uh, me a, a trip to Miami for Dolphins training camp, and uh, and the Mets doing good. Uh, no, no, they're, nope. they're actually not. They're giving away their lead in the National League East. Thank you for bringing that up. Though. Are they doing better than the Nationals? Oh, for sure. They're oh, wonderful. miles in front of the Nationals. And Terrific. I that makes you very happy. Rally Mantis, baby. Rally Mantis is a Dolphins fan. I don't know if you saw that or not, but confirmed. Uh, so today, Chris, can, can you explain the story? It's always fun to tap into other folks' content across the space and kind of utilize that for some talking points. And that's what we're going to do today. So can you kind of outline the story we're going to be tapping into? Yeah, so ESPN uh, Plus had a story yesterday, actually, on Wednesday, uh, that was their bold NFL training camp predictions for all 32 teams. And in looking through it, I saw that there was a a number of them, nine of them in total, that had to do with just rookies. So instead of going through all 32 of them here in training camp, I figured why not go through the nine rookie-related ones and have you, somebody who scouted these guys, wrote reports on all of these guys, discussed the team fits for all of these guys, can look at these training camp predictions from ESPN and say, I like that one, don't like that one. Ooh, that one's one I didn't think about. And we can kind of have a little bit of an evaluation point here for some of these rookies and their situation. So there are nine of them in total. And then at the end, if you want to know about anybody else, I'll be happy to uh, to give those to you. But yeah, this is a great story over on ESPN+. Plus. If you have ESPN+, Plus, go check it out because we're just going to really focus on the nine rookie-related ones here uh, on the show. Let's do it. My team happens to be first, and I, and I didn't I didn't do that on purpose. They go in in order of the divisions, and the AFC East comes up first, and the Jets have a rookie related one. So I don't want there to be this claim of wow, homerism Chris, or bias. Homerism just, on the Jets, just tapping them just up first once to, you get them talked about. Just happens to be the first one. Uh, the projection here: four rookies will start on offense, and the four mentioned obviously would be Zach Wilson and Elijah Vera Tucker, and then they also add Elijah Moore, who, by the way, is impressing in camp so far, and Michael Carter as the other two. And Kyle, when I was evaluating this and reading these this morning, and you're hearing these for the first time as I read them to you, so you're I, we're getting your natural reaction, and then you know, you're getting my take after the fact. But when I first read this, it didn't feel out of left field. It didn't feel out of place. It felt right considering where this team is in their trajectory. Okay. 
So Wilson's going to start a quarterback. There's no question. Mm-hmm. You don't trade up for Vera Tucker for him to not have a spot spot on your starting five. So there's no question there. Elijah Moore. Yes. I, I mean, you sign Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder's there. I get it, but you'll, you'll probably run a lot of 11 personnel. I would, would anticipate because you don't really have a lot of talent at tight end to, to tap into Zero. and Denzel Mims is struggling in camp. So he's going to be one of the three best receivers. So you can put him down mm-hmm. for a starting spot. <sighs> Carter's the hard one for me because you have an experience back and experience in this system in Tevin Coleman. You get an early debt, like a more physical runner for early downs in LaMichael P. Ryan. I would say by the end of the year, this is true, but I don't know if I'm buying it to start the season. I, I I agree with you that of these four, it's obviously Michael Carter where the, I think this hinges. I think the other three are relatively safe in their positions, and I think mm-hmm. Wilson and Vera Tucker are locks. I think you could write them down in Sharpie. I think the thing with Carter that's going to get him, and he's already getting first-team reps, is his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. I think that's going to be the thing that's going to allow him to be, a, to be a very early in the season guy because if Zach Wilson does need to check it down – it's going to be to Michael Carter. It's not going to be to the tight end. You mentioned that they don't have a lot of production coming out of the tight end room. I think it's going to come out of the backfield. and my, That is one of Michael Carter's strengths, so I can see that being the thing that gets him on the field. I'm selling for now, but it'll be okay. close. All right. Cincinnati Bengals. Rookie Jackson Carmine. Excuse me, Jackson Carmine will start in week one. They're going to need him to. You know, they, they opted not to, to draft an offensive lineman early, uh, opting instead for uh, Jamar Chase, uh, a take that, that Paige Demacos, uh chimed in on uh, yesterday. I don't know if you saw this and got called a, ca- uh, I, a casual. Uh, I saw. I saw. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, right now you look at the, the Bengals' interior and it's Michael Jordan, Trey Hopkins, Quentin Spain, Xavier Suofilo, Billy Price, like Jackson Carmen is a second round pick. You can't go into this offseason. And the only drafted talent that you have with any reasonable level of starting capability doesn't come, doesn't crack the starting lineup. You you had to be able to upgrade for Joe Burrow. So Unless Jackson Carmen gets into the preseason and is an absolute dumpster fire disaster, he has to play because you you can't bring back the same interior group that you had last year. And and, and this was the criticism, right, of the Jamar Chase pick. It wasn't criticism of Chase the player. It was Correct. criticism. It was criticism of knowing where your biggest need is and. Listen, everybody says you need to protect the quarterback, you need to protect the quarterback, and you need to do everything in your power to do so. Cincinnati learned firsthand what happens when you don't protect the quarterback. They have a case study that they can they can look at and say, man, us not building the offensive line properly legitimately got Joe Burrow hurt. And it and they just didn't use a first round pick to address it. And so that was really where the criticism came in. Again. I think Jamar Chase is going to make the Cincinnati Bengals a lot of fun this season. They're going to be fun to watch on offense. But for how long? Because if you can't keep Joe Burrow upright, it's not going to matter that Jamar Chase 
and him have chemistry. It's not going to matter how good they were together in LSU because if Joe Burrow's not healthy for a now 17-game schedule, it's not going to matter. And I will also say this, that some of the reports out of camp early on about Burrow specifically and his application coming back from that injury don't exactly give you the warm and fuzzies. So you need as many stout guys inside to kind of help provide him a clean pocket in front of his face so he doesn't have to worry about bodies crashing into that knee. Uh, yes, this is a strong take. Jackson Carmen is going to start at one of the guard spots for the Bengals because he has to. So you're buying one and selling one so far. Correct, correct. Cleveland Browns are up next. Okay. Rookie Demetric Felton will win the job as the return man. My heart completely sank until you said return man. And then it's like, oh, okay. Like <laughs> they don't have a lot of options here. It's like Donovan Peoples Jones, Dearness Johnson. <laughs> Why? Here's a name Anthony Schwartz. I would love to see Anthony Schwartz with his track background and speed get a chance to win the job. Um, the challenge for Demetric Felton is this team is presumably going to keep Andy Janovich, right? Fullback. Mm -hmm. They're going to carry a fullback because you've got two on the roster, which tells me you plan on using one, and we know how Cleveland likes to run the football. Right. You got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. So that's mm -hmm. three backs accounted for between the fullback and those two guys right are you carrying five running backs and if the no, answer if the answer is no then you've got one spot in the backfield between Demetric Felton Dearness Johnson John Kelly but Felton can play some wide receiver right he did it in college he he's able to they can use him as a pass catcher. Now, that doesn't necessarily help him get a roster spot because we know the Browns are going to run the football. They're going to run some two tight end sets. They're not going to have a lot. In, their wide receiver room is is pretty deep as it is. That's not helping Felton. Right. Maybe the maybe the versatility gives you reason where if there's an injury somewhere, now we have a guy that can plug and play in two different spots. Maybe that helps him. Yeah, I think that that's... If you want to look for the silver lining around the black cloud of, man, the numbers game doesn't look good at running back and it doesn't look good at wide receiver when you got Beckham, Landry, Higgins, Peoples, Jones, and Schwartz as your top five, plus the tight ends with Hooper, Harrison, Bryant, and Joku. Like, they, they got plenty of pass catching options. Right. So if it's, He's going to be a receiving threat out of the backfield. We can line him up in the slot, and he can do the return game. Then, yes, that, that's the pathway for him to make the team. Uh, they used a sixth-round pick on him. You'd probably like to try to find a way to keep him, and that's probably the path to do it. So I'll take this. I'll buy on this. Okay. I, I, you know, It's not an egregious take by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but what is egregious is if you need some auto parts and you don't use our friends at rockauto.com to help you out. Rockauto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet, for your classic or daily driver, rockauto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else 
So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write locked on under how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Kansas City Chiefs, Kyle, are the next team up here for us. And this one's going to be interesting. For I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this one. Two rookies will win starting offensive line spots. And the two rookies mentioned here for the Chiefs. Freed Humphrey and Trey Freed Smith, Humphrey I bet. Yep. And, and Trey Smith. Those would they be are, the two. They are trending that way. Uh, this really sounds like uh, the, the early returns for Kansas City on both of those guys are great. Smith has apparently been crushing in a camp. And it's wild how Trey Smith shows up at Tennessee as a five-star recruit and is an absolute monster as a freshman. And then they move him to tackle. And lo and behold, he's not quite as effective and he never really regains his footing. Well, what does Kansas City do? The first thing they do is they put him back to the spot that he was a monster at as a five-star freshman at Tennessee at right guard. And magically he's good again. It's like, wow, like imagine that. Um, Tennessee as a program has also really struggled with developing talent. So I'm not surprised that he gets out of that environment and, and gets a little life breathed into him. Would you ideally like to, when you consider all of the investment that Kansas city made in the offensive line, would you ideally like to avoid having two rookies starting next to each other on the offensive line? Sure. But then the numbers game, it's just not going to work out any other way. Like you've got Orlando Brown who, told Baltimore, I'm playing left tackle, so he's playing left tackle. You have Joe Thune, who you signed in free agency. He's playing left guard. It's all he's ever played in the NFL. Um, Creed Humphrey, center. I think he has the scheme flexibility to to play guard, but Trey Smith can't play tackle in the NFL. So, like, Mm -hmm. you're kind of pigeonholed here. Uh, The good news for Kansas City is they have quality depth at both spots. Uh, with Duvernay Tardif at guard and Austin Blythe at center. Um, but I'm buying this because I, I look at the talent evaluation of both players. TDN liked both of these players. Uh, their functional strength uh, is very complimentary, and I think you, you take an offensive line that's got Orlando Brown, Joe Thune, Creed Humphrey, and Trey Smith. I don't care who you're playing at right tackle. Like Those four, they can dictate pace of play on the line of scrimmage. Now, will there be growing pains and technical mislapses and miscommunications with two rookies. Yes. So it might you know be a little bumpy road through the first half of the season, but uh, you're making this decision for the dividends that it will play pay in January and February, not for the dividends that it's going to pay in September. I just want the record to reflect that the only one that you've sold was the Jets one. I just want the record to, so far. to reflect that through the first four, and we have five more to go. The Washington football team, up next, Kyle, Diami Brown will be Washington's most productive rookie. No, Jamin Davis. All right, just you just very quickly just sold this one. You are not interested in in well, this at all. I mean, Jamin Davis, first round pick. He's playing behind a monstrous defensive front. Their other linebackers uh, are. You know, Cole Holcomb's been a productive tackler, but as far as his quality of play, uh, I think that that's a fairly replaceable role. Um, John Bostic, Dave Mayo, Jared Norris, 
Casey Tuheel, Kaliki Hudson. Like these are the other names in the linebacker group. Like Jamin Davis is going to have a massive opportunity. I think he plays all three downs because of his coverage skills at Kentucky and his athleticism and length. So I think Davis should, will probably never leave the field for Washington. And that adds up to when you consider offensively for Washington, you've got McLaurin, you've got Calvin Harmon, who they appear to like quite a bit. You've got Antonio Gibson as a guy who can catch the football. You've got Adam Humphreys. Like you've got enough other options that Diami Brown coming in from a North Carolina offense that didn't ask him to be particularly nuanced and just attack down the field. Um, plus, uh, plus Logan Thomas. I didn't even mention Logan Thomas, who they gave a new contract to. You also didn't mention Curtis Samuel, who they went out and got in free agency. Correct. So just to help emphasize your point even further about that on on offense, there's a lot of talent on that side of the world. You ball. know, shame on me. I didn't scroll down. I am, As you're saying the names, I'm pulling up our lads, not yep. for the depth charts specifically, but just to see what talent exists. And he's and, on the COVID, and he's on the he's COVID not, list, yeah. so he's not yeah. listed up here. Um, you got caught. Like, Man, like I'm sitting here as I'm talking, literally thinking to myself, I thought they got Curtis Samuel. Did and then I would start playing the game with myself. Like, am I crazy? Am I stupid? Am I going to make an edit for Chris on the podcast? I don't want to do that. So it's just like my point's still going to stand either, either way. So I'm just going to keep going. But yeah, Jamin Davis, I'm selling this one million percent. All right, this next one is is from the Chicago Bears, and and it's kind of rookie related. I think this is a little unfair the way it's presented, but we will discuss it here anyway. Andy Dalton will outplay Justin Fields in the quarterback competition. Say this again. Andy Dalton will yep. outplay Justin Fields in the quarterback competition. No. No. You know exactly what Andy Dalton is at this point. And what he is, is somebody who's not going to make back-breaking decisions like Mitch Trubisky did. But he's not the athlete that he once was. He has nowhere near the arm that Justin Fields does. Literally, the only discrepancy between the two is going to be if Justin Fields holds on to the football too long where Andy Dalton will take the check down. And I'm sorry, you don't win a quarterback competition by taking the check down. You just don't. Fields Fields is more dynamic. He's more robust. Does that mean that Fields will be the day one starter? No, because that's not what this take says. It says that Dalton's going to outplay Fields. Which I don't I, even know what that means. Like, what, what does that mean in this context? Right. And that that's, I look at the talent and I look at, their style of play, and I refuse to accept the reality in which Andy Dalton plays better than Justin Fields in anything other than perhaps, perhaps uh, avoiding sacks, which maybe that's a point of emphasis and necessary when you look at their offensive tackles and then what they have at those spots. And, and you may very well see this team end up starting two rookie tackles on the offensive line, if Elijah Wilkinson uh, gets pushed by Larry Borum at right tackle or Jermaine Effetti, who I would not anticipate that they would move out to tackle, but he's played tackle in the past. Like 
you might see two rookie tackles. And if that's the case, then yeah, you're going to want a veteran quarterback to help navigate that early on, but it won't be because he's physically better than Justin Fields. I believe we have three more left here on the show. The Minnesota Vikings next up. New man on the Minnesota Vikings. This is a new man on the Minnesota Vikings, yep. so it yep. does work. Let's Rookie do it. first round pick, Christian Darasaw, will not be the week one starter at left tackle. Okay, who you got here? I listen, do, do, not, do, this, do this, they, this is not do me. They give... I'm just reading the okay, I just want to make it clear this is not my training camp prediction. Do they give you an alternative? Yes. They say, I will read this here, this 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 part of the, the story. Quote, Coach Mike, Mike Zimmer said the team is going to be very careful with the rookie and didn't anticipate it would be long before he returned to practice. He has missed some time. Uh, but it's hard to see Darasaw being ready to supplant Rashad Hill as the starter when the Vikings face Cincinnati to open the season. And you cannot see the video, but Kyle rolled his eyes at me when I read that sentence. Again, Rashad Hill. this is not my take. Rashad Hill. Now, I will say this. The story does point out, or at least a little blurb, and this is something that you and Joe have talked about a lot when it comes to Minnesota, is they played things slowly with Ezra Cleveland and Brian O'Neill. They've done this before with early draft capital that they've invested in, in line play. They do this. Do you know how many offensive snaps Rashad Hill has played in the last two seasons? It's probably a low number. Do you have a wager or a guess? Uh, I, I don't know. 50. Okay. Well, he's, you didn't go over. So from prices, right rules, you know, you're, you're doing I, okay. I, I'm doing good. This is 274 snaps over the last two seasons combined. So say what you will about Christian Darisol and his lack of experience. Rashad Hill's not exactly rolling up the NFL reps. He's played 1,000. 443 offensive snaps in his NFL career as an offensive tackle. And he's started 17 career games since 2016. Um, and, and the snaps that he did take were not at left tackle. So Darisol's a natural left tackle. You drafted him in the first round. I get he's missed some time. If he's physically ready to go, he's going to start. I can't predict the injury component there. Um, right. But I, I will, do you want to push this? I don't know. I would say if he's healthy starting period, if he's an active player, if he has pads on they're they're not going to dress him for game day and not start. I push is the way I'll, I'll describe yeah. this one for the yep. tally. So now yep. that, that, that brings our total to, I think you've sold two of these. You've pushed one and you Bought four. I think it's four, two, and one okay. so far. Okay, okay. I think is our record with two cool. more to go. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, before we get there, Chris, I'd be yes. willing to wager that Christian Darisol is the starting left tackle. I don't know if I can get that over at Bet Online, but there's plenty of other stuff that I can. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. You get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, now that it's back, Hall of Fame game tonight, UFC, you name it. So head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information available. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 
We go out west for the final two rookie-related predictions here to discuss. The Los Angeles Rams up first. Undrafted free agent Xavier Jones will earn the number two running back spot. Oh, this is fun. Um, I'm. I think I'm gonna buy this. Okay. Honestly, so they have Daryl Henderson. They right? do. Cam Akers is obviously out of the picture for for the yeah. season, and that's super yeah. unfortunate. We wish him well. Mm-hmm. But I look at the rest, the rest of the yeah. names Good. that we have yeah. here. Yeah, I wrote up Raymond Calais. I wrote up Jake Funk. Xavier Jones, uh, I think, is in the driver's seat because he's a bigger guy. He's five ten, like two fifteen, whereas Raymond Calais is a tiny little scat back. Uh, he he was a very productive player at Louisiana, but he wasn't necessarily somebody who uh, played with any level of physicality. He's listed on their roster at 188 pounds, and I know he was smaller than that at Louisiana. And Jake Funk is a seventh-round rookie this year. Um, you, you think about what they want wanted to have in Cam Akers, somebody with some physicality, and I don't even know that Daryl Henderson can fulfill that need, but if they need somebody to run physically with the football, Xavier Jones, yes, I'm buying. Yeah, and the reason why I brought this one up is because they mentioned uh, Jake Funk from this year's draft class. He was a Mm seventh-round pick, so there is a rookie in the mix here in this conversation. Uh, The last one for you, the San Francisco 49ers. Rookie Elijah Mitchell will carve out a role in the offense. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean, Kyle. Whatever you want it to mean. He's. I would expect he's going to be RB4 on this. So they group. don't have Jeff Wilson to start the season. Right. They drafted They drafted uh, Trey Sermon ahead of Elijah Mitchell, correct? Yeah, by, I have the order by, right in my head. By three rounds. Right. So Raheem Mostert's still a thing. He does get hurt a lot, but Raheem Mostert's still mm-hmm. there. And they signed Wayne Gallman in free agency. Who was actually really good last yes, year? Yes, he, he was, was productive. So Gallman, I yeah, love Moster, Sermon. Gallman, Sermon, and I love Sermon too. And then Mitchell, and that's without Jeffrey Wilson in the mix. It's just tough. It's a tough one for me. Yeah, but gonna, it is. I'm, I'm selling. I can I give you a counter? Sure, go ahead. It's it's San Francisco. They're going to find a way to use all these guys. Yeah, of course they will. But when Jeff Wilson's ready to come back off the PUP, who's going to be the back that's on the chopping block? And tell me why it's not going to be Elijah Mitchell out of these four backs. Now, okay. And this is weird for me to say because I've been a Trey Sermon defender. But when that pick was made, there was a lot of, wow, he doesn't necessarily fit the way San Francisco runs the football. Neither does Elijah Mitchell. That's fair. But if Sermon doesn't, doesn't actually fit the way we we all kind of was were confused about when when he was drafted, and maybe Mitchell does. That could be something that puts Mitchell above uh, Sermon in the in the chart. So I would expect with the addition of Trey Lance and the drafting of Aaron Banks in the second round and Trey Sermon in the third. So that's their first three picks. San Francisco is going to run the ball between the tackles more more inside zone which is what Ohio State did very well for Sermon. So um, 
if you want to be able to run outside inside and you got Mostert and Wilson to probe outside and, and, and Mitchell and Sermon to potentially come downhill and Wayne Gallman's a more between the tackles type runner too. Uh, but even if you just go inside outside, you know, I'm still putting him behind Gallman and Sermon. So maybe as a goal linebacker. Like that might be the only pure niche role that I could see him falling into, but I, there's just too many bodies here. I'm selling this for now. So that ends. That ended with you buying five, well, selling five, three, three, and pushing, pushing one. one. Yep. So five, three, and one. Is you Not bad. You know, it's no. a little engaging conversation, which is all we're here for here on Draft Dudes. But that is going to do it for us today on the show. We hope you guys enjoyed this uh, little quick little jaunt around the league. Uh, I know I certainly did. Chris, kudos to you for bringing this to our attention. Uh, but we're going to put a bow on it for today. We're going to come back. We got one more show for you guys tomorrow, so make sure you hit subscribe. We got the live stream tonight. We doing trivia? Takes on takes? What's the what's the plan? So when we talked earlier in the week, and I told you, when we, we told everybody there was no live stream Monday, and I suggested the idea of trivia. You scoffed at the idea of doing uh, trivia by yourself. I just yourself didn't want to be presumptive. Takes on takes. But well, I can pull trivia. I will pull some trivia for tonight just so we have it in our back pocket. Oh, good. Well, a little smorgasbord. Yes. Wonderful. And then the Friday free-for-all tomorrow. So you got lots of madness to look forward to in the next 24, 36 hours from us here on Draft Dudes. So come on back and see us again. Thanks, as always, for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday.